What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, gig economy news and interviews, sponsored by Para and ParaWorks. I'm your host, SJ. It's time to get it on. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Thursday Gig Worker Rodeo Roundtable. And uh, of course, we have our awesome panel. We have Hannibal is Hungry. Uh, we have Kim's Side Money Plans. And we have uh, John Dash Theory TV. We so, don't have a Gary tonight. <laughs> um, he will be back next week, but we don't have a Gary tonight. He's got to deal with some things. So. And he's getting over being sick, which, by the way, that sickness ran for a while with him. So um you know oh and before we even start i um i normally wouldn't say this kind of stuff but i think this community knows this already but today actually holly's son um is in surgery right now so mm -hmm. if everybody can think some good thoughts uh they found a liver for him that's nice. awesome and great there he's actually in surgery as of like an hour ago i got a text and it's going to be in the next five hours that everything will be figured out if it if it if it took or whatever yeah and uh so fingers crossed everybody say a good word thought whatever for for holly and her family um because uh she's been really 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 stressed out about that yeah, yeah definitely uh, and uh and well, it's the thoughts. holidays and everything and yeah, yeah, especially with the holidays yeah I mean, they've just been going crazy, and he's been getting worse. You know that he's been on that. What is it? Um, dialysis, I guess. I guess if you're, is it? Yeah, because it's kidney related dialysis. So he's been doing all that and stuff, and they've and he's been getting very sick though, on top of like on top of the normal way that they've been waiting, and he's been in and out of the emergency rooms, and right now they're at the hospital. So I think it's the Tampa General one or whatever. So. He's at the right hospital to have this done. The match was a success. So everything looks good. You know, so um, Holly, we're thinking about you. <clears throat> uh, so tonight, um, yeah, I, we'll see if we get through it all because I got some I got some things I want to talk about. <laughs> but uh, let's uh, John brought John. I'm gonna, we're going to start with John tonight because John had a. Uh, a story that is relative to something it actually proves how much we teach you here on this show because we talked a few weeks back about the attorney general um in dc suing mm -hmm. shipped and why weren't they going after the other apps you know we were kind of joking around a little bit as we do about well they probably won't go after the food apps because they all want to use them and that kind of thing but now it's amazon so it's shipped and it's target and amazon they're going after like the biggest yeah, I think we made a joke at that time. You know, why are they suing these two? And yeah. it's like we don't sue the broke people. And shipped Target makes money. Amazon makes money. There's yeah. actually be money to be made. Uh, you know, if they become victorious in that lawsuit, 
Yeah. But I think it's a, it's becoming a trend for this attorney general. First, it was uh, for ship, then it was for the wage practices, essentially, um, you know, kind of what they're all saying is that gig workers are advertised at making this much, but they only make that much. And that's not that same across the board. But in the case with Amazon, what I found interesting is that um, essentially they kind of saying they're suing Amazon because they're doing what DoorDash used to do with the old pay model, where they used to subsidize the tips as part of the base pay. And um, the thing that's even more interesting about this is that uh, they already had a lawsuit for the same thing or something similar that had already been settled. And so um, it looks like they're kind of going back to the well uh, because that's kind of what Amazon's response was. We've already paid this settlement. Why are you coming back at us again? So it's going to be interesting to see how this works out. But we're starting to see, you know, for whatever reason, the D.C. Attorney General does not like gig work companies. Or that gig work model in general, I guess. And I don't think DC is going to be the only... I mean, we already know some states are changing here in weeks. Just weeks. I mean, Hannibal State's changing. Um, But some states are changing pretty bad. Um, Massachusetts is really going to be a mess. I don't want to say I'm excited, but I'm I'm interested to see how this blows up in their face. Um, So, uh, but yeah, it makes me wonder. I see Bud Soda made a comment about... um, He's talking about something else, but, you know, Spark and Walmart. Uh, Brandon's in here, that, too. Yeah. And Brandon was just talking about how Spark is slipping. We've talked about that in here, too. Um, and I know it's market to market, but it seems like across the board, Spark's slipping. And I wonder how long till the D.C. Attorney General says, hey, let's go get Walmart, too. I mean, if you're looking at profitable companies, that would be one of the next ones on the list there. The other thing that I remember, you know, after D.C. sued shipped, uh, was it Minnesota or another uh, state had hopped on right after? So it'll be interesting to see if on the next couple of days, if there's any more bandwagon hoppers here. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 kind of it's kind of uh, like I said, 2023 is going to be awesome. You guys, we're all going to do good, but things are going to change a lot. So there's a lot of I would say, from I, a lot of different you know, angles. I'm not plugging this, but I am. <laughs> but stay tuned to this show because uh we will <laughs> we will be talking about all of that in in the new year because I will bring up every I have the 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 insides to get all the information from all the states and actually try and break it down and tell you guys what's going on. And hopefully some of you guys in those markets can tell us too. Because some states are still slated to potentially go, and they don't even have anything in place yet. Yeah. I mean, it's like what? What is it? The eighth? I mean, you've got yeah. you've got twenty three days left in the year. You know, yeah. like you're still gonna push through. You're still trying to push through something. Like it. That sounds sketchy to me. Well, the big thing is, you know, they wanna they wanna have that headline. You know, uh, they yeah. wanna have that notch in the belt. So they're going to try to put something through now to say they did it, whether the impact will be positive or the impact will be what they expect it to be. That'll time will only tell that. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, it, it it's funny because when you sent that over, you're, you know, I was thinking instantly, I was like, is he, I had to look again because I was like, is this the story we already talked about was shipped? Yeah. When I clicked the link and I was like, no, see. In the back of my mind, it makes me wonder, you know, the the D.C. attorney general, does he have like a a family member who likes gig work and he's like, get a real job. And they're like, no. (laughs) They're like, well, I'm going to make it a real job then. How about that? (laughs) You know, it makes me wonder if he has a list of 
how he's going to deploy like Walmart's next, then Uber. You know, I mean, is well, they this need Ubers kind of, just, to get around DC. of testing the waters like, hey, we're soon shipped? Because a lot of people aren't real familiar with ship, to be honest, gig workers or users. It's just people do use it, but it's not like Spark. It's not like everybody knows about it. Right. Right. And you got to pay and you got to pay a membership and you got to, you know, it's I don't know. I I think so. The thing I find interesting about ship is that I think it picks up technically around the holiday season. That's when people get introduced for to it because, um, that's when target gets more volume and they promote it. So people are in target more. They say, Oh, get your target stuff delivered by a shipped driver. And, uh, but outside of that, you don't really hear much about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, hey. you guys, that's not going to be the only piece of news for this. It's, there's going to be a lot of stuff happening even before the new year that we'll throw out there. But, um, <laughs> So, Hannibal, I mean, were you going to say something? No. Oh, I, th- I thought Hannibal no. was going to say something. Though. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm going through the um article, and John, do you think that this, this lawsuit? What do you think about the lawsuit in terms of does it have merit? Do you think Amazon would continue to have the same practices that they have basically like last year, the uh, citing that two uh, two thousand twenty one settlement? Like if if this is happening, then they need to be sued if they are misleading people who think that we're tipping the drivers, but the the drivers are not getting tipped. There, it's being subsidized. So I'm wondering, is does this have merit or is it just like I don't know? It, well, I don't know what we're saying. Is it a political? Uh, process to eliminate gig work but what do you think so i think if the issue is that they're still doing you know that tip subsidizing taking the customer's tips and making it part of their base pay then there is some merit to that because even back then when doordash was doing it it wasn't necessarily against the gig workers it was the gig workers who were kind of the ones promoting it and telling you know doordash is doing wrong so now once again in this situation if it's actually amazon doing that um, then true, they do have, you know, they, it is probably something that they should be sued for, but that's the confusing part for me is, you know, did it Amazon already fix this? And now <laughs> if they're just trying to beat them up again, yeah. then. Yeah. No. I mean, the spokesperson says that this has been fixed. So this is without merit because it's, it's, we practice, we changed this practice a couple of years ago, but, um, and this is for delivery drivers, flex drivers, or just Amazon, like the, the people in the, um, big blue vans, sprinters. Is it? Uh, I didn't. I just said Amazon drivers, but you know, there's flex drivers. There's the full time employees. So I was. I'm See, guessing, I presumed I mean, it was the drivers. So I just. That's why I, I, pres- I, I presumed it was ju- right. It was just the flex drivers. The flex because, drivers, right? Because it's just wanting to make them employees. So the right. the blue van ones are are employees, right? Or maybe. Okay. 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 I, think, just, yeah, uh, I believe so. I'm not 100 percent on that. Actually, I don't know. Uh, but I believe the blue van ones aren't. Or there's technically franchise owners because is it like um, some people like if you buy the truck you can own the Amazon business. I'm not sure how that all works out. I don't know. I think yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, I know. I'm familiar with that program. I was yeah. gonna say, I you know, yes, it could be about making gig workers employees, but is it more about? I feel like it's always about dollars and cents and how much 
we can get out of these companies to fund whatever they need funded. So I feel like they're starting with some of the big boys because they have bigger pockets and we'll kind of see how much money we can get out of each one of these companies and see what we can get away with. It almost sounds like the, um, you know, the old school days, you know, where it's like, yeah, you paid the other guy, I'm the new attorney general. Now you have to pay me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to also show that these you are union people too. Don't, so. don't forget that this AG that, that John's talking about is a major, he's, he's a Biden, he's a major union supporter. Um, yeah. So, I mean, this, these are stepping stones to unions, but I mean, I think, I think that's part of the big thing because I mean, Biden's overall changes with what they want to do is it's a big thing is chipping at the gig work companies little by little. And I think, the more negative publicity he puts out there about them, um, it's harder for the average citizen to be able to say good things about them. So, right. And, uh, and again, we always say this, I, I have to put it out there though, that we're not talking, we're not talking about our views on politics. We're just stating facts guys, that Biden's whole career has been based on unionizing. Um, he would like to see the entire country unionized. So, I mean, that's, he's been, he's wanted that for 50 years. So, there's, it's not a secret. It's not stating a political agenda. I'm just pointing it out. But go ahead, Kim. No, I was going to say, I was going to say something funny. Like, why do I feel like we can do a whole segment about the Amazon vans? Yeah. There's <laughs> a lot of good content out there about the Amazon There's a lot of good content the, out there. <laughs> you mean, oh, I thought you meant like the new ones too that have like the heated seats and the roller. Have you oh, seen we can these? do a whole segment. Oh. I'm telling you, the whole show can just be about Amazon vans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I see that uh, Alex in here has a question that I think John and I probably agree on because we've worked shift. John's done it more than me, but I've done, I did it a lot. Like he said, I did it a lot this time of year last year. So, you know, and it actually, I got a lot of tips, but so Alex is saying that um, he's been, I, I think he meant shift. I'm hoping. I think uh, for like six months, but he has it still hasn't taken an order. I don't see how it's viable. But I have a friend who does it. My guess is, is your friend has a is a preferred shopper for like a good amount of people, and they treat them right. I think that's the only way. I mean, with shipped, you you gotta. I would say to do ship the full time, you probably got to do it. You got to build up that clientele base. You got to do it for a solid six months at least, consistently getting five star ratings, consistently getting those preferreds and members before you can have a stable, especially you know five and six days a week, because your great customers don't order every day. But you will see your great customers weekly. That's one thing I can count on. If I, you know, turn shipped on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, I know there's a, a good amount of customers that'll get me uh, those orders. I mean, especially if you have a good one that'll I know for a fact that'll give me a three hundred dollar grocery order with a fifty dollar tip on it. Yeah, I feel like shipped for me is like that side app that I'll turn on every day, like I'll schedule every day just to see what comes in. And if there's something mm -hmm. worth looking at, like, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go do this real quick and then continue on with my day. Like, I just don't feel like in my area, like it's a, like a big means of a viable, but I know people who do like Christopher's in here. He does fantastic on mm -hmm. shift and he does. And Christopher, you can jump in because I'm probably he talking like for you, um, but he does a lot of promos and I think in, you know, John, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this too. A lot of money was shipped is based off of promos and getting a lot of the promos that are sent out and they do it like almost every day. 
so yeah, that's the one I'm, I'm working on a video right now, kind of talking about the differences between uh shipped and spark, but a big part of your earnings on ship is those bonuses, yeah. uh, whether it be for, you know, uh, delivery only orders, shop and deliver orders, prescriptions. I mean, anytime I turn on my app, there's probably four or five different bonuses going on in there. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of with you, John, on what you said about it a second ago that, so when I onboarded shipped was last November, right before Thanksgiving. And it's when I decided I'd already been on Instacart, but I hadn't even tried it. I had been on Instacart for four months. I don't even think I'd opened it. So I wasn't even into ripping on it yet because I didn't know anything about it, except for I heard bad things. But I decided to onboard with shipped. And so at the same time, I ran a test for three or two weeks. It was going to run for four weeks, but it was Instacart versus shipped. And it was between Thanksgiving or right around there and through the Christmas holiday. And after two weeks, I just said Instacart sucks and I'm only going to work ship because this time of year, Shipt was making me bank last year. I don't know. I should probably relaunch that. I've just been doing a lot of curry, but I should probably relaunch that and see if I would it's say looking like it was last winter because I, I'm, and like Kim said, like how my guess is, Kim, you don't do many ships at all. No, I, you know, maybe once, one, two, maybe per week, if, if that, um, just like I said, that, you know, exactly. I, I know people who go after the bonuses, uh, more of, I'll wait for it to get the promo, <laughs> to be honest with you, and be like that last person, because it'll be up to like, in my area, sometimes like $17, $19 an hour, and be like, eh, okay, I really don't need the bonus, I'm only doing one order, let me go and do it, so... Yeah. yeah, I think the biggest thing, too, is for ship, like I said, you know, this time of year, they have those bonuses. And then with people doing those Target.com orders, which fall into the shipped app, uh, that's when you get those one toy deliveries. And uh, those are easy money if you're doing those throughout the day. And it's like there's a bonus out there on top of that. Complete six orders, get an extra $70 or something like that. It's an easy $70. So that's how shipped adds up. Especially if yeah. you're willing to do that extra work when you're at target so if you're mm -hmm. christmas shopping for somebody if you got just if you're not even getting anything except for two toys or lego sets or something if you're willing to like get in there find out it's not there and take pictures of everything else and communicate with them before leaving the store and just going they don't have it yeah. you know like you're they're gonna i mean they're gonna tip you huge i don't know what it is about that... paying a membership yeah. but people who pay memberships for things tip big I think they, well, when people they I think it's more service. that they have more money because if you're going to yeah. pay the membership, you're probably going to have a little bit extra for the uh, the other stuff. Yeah, it's just weird because I don't, I don't, I didn't find any way that shipped customers were like the upper class when I was doing it heavy last year. It was, it was very blue collar that I was delivering yeah. to and just people who didn't have the time to go to Target. It wasn't really about being rich. No. I mean, it's a lot of times, too, is people, like I said, they have families, they got other things going on at home, um, you know, especially those weeks leading up to Christmas and they're having these sales and uh, there would be, you know, whether it be for Apple products or whatever, you know, because the, that's the big thing, I think, is the electronics, especially this time of year and toys that I was doing a lot of shopping for that was definitely people's uh, Christmas wish list or whatnot. Yeah. Um, well, if any if anybody wants to do shipped, now would be the time. If you're already yes. onboarding, check it out. If you're not, try and onboard, see if it can happen quickly. Um, because now is when you'd want to do it. Because I think I ran it into January. And then it was, 
you know, then it started just kind of dying off. But well, that's when there's no more Target.com orders. It's just the regular ships customers and everything in the gig economy in January kind of goes for a dip. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, this is awesome, Kim. <laughs> are you going to be able to make it through this story? I am because when I was reading it, I was like, <laughs> like I was like, I, hopefully I can get through this story because it really grossed me out. I have to say. So there was um, the title of the article I have today is Cockroaches Spotted in Popeyes in Detroit by a DoorDash driver forces them to shut down. So here's the basis of the story. DoorDash driver goes into Popeyes for an order and sees like a cockroach infestation. They're climbing over straws. They're climbing over utensils. They're climbing over to go orders. Like they're literally everywhere. So this is actually what kind of had me laughing a little bit. So supposedly the DoorDash driver went to an employee and said, hey, listen, there's cockroaches there. The employee took off her shoe and started killing the cockroaches. (laughs) (laughs) I would hope everybody in this chat and everybody on this panel knows if you were the manager of that, you ask everybody politely to leave. You give them a coupon, something for the next visit. You get everybody out. You lock the doors and you call an exterminator and you leave the building. So, you, but this is the thing. So the article goes to say that DoorDash required her to still proceed with the delivery of the order <laughs> <laughs> after she said all these cockroaches were everything. I guess she notified the customer because the customer threw out the order as soon as it actually got to her. So, Oh, I would not deliver that order. I would not. First of all, that order was not going to go in my car. Uh, yes. That wouldn't make any sense. No. I would say, hey, listen, I'm, all, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a break from DoorDash for the rest of whatever shift. I'm not putting that in my car. Um, roach, roach infestations are serious. Like what Steve said, get, everyone get out. And, and get like the most hot, you know, professional, not no spray, no raid, none of that's going to stop it. You need a professional yeah, exterminator. Um, <sighs> I would not have delivered that order. That order would have stood on that, wherever that place, that counter or whatever. They're just gross too. They spread disease. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, things the thing that, that kill us, mind. things that kill us don't kill them. Like they can live in nuclear missiles. Yeah, that's, they be kill, them they'll, the, they'll outlive yeah. us. They will the still be here. will survive the nukes. Right. It's, uh, it's, it's just disgusting. The dedication the, to the, the employee for, for smashing them with her foot. She's like, oh, no problem. Let me. All right. Well, that just shows how much of a, a veteran they were. They're hard boiled. They've been I, with those roaches. They're like, I've been waiting for somebody I, to ask me to yeah. do that. I think it was, they, they're, they desensitized sadly to that, where like yeah. some people homes, like I've been in hoarded situations where it's like people just don't seem like they know, no, this is bad. <laughs> this is really, really bad. You should not be in here. But uh, yeah, that's kind of gross. What I find amazingly disgusting, and this is no joke. So I'm from Michigan. Half my family's from Detroit. Half my family's from Lansing. Um, I was born and raised there. Uh, but, um, and I know Detroit very well. Last year, there was a KFC that had a cockroach infestation. Mm. Same, same thing. I mean, like on together. the walls. And there, this one was a video. I, I need to find it. This one was a video that like where the employees were shooting the video so they they weren't open but they're like look they're everywhere they were on the walls they were going into the into like everything everything i mean because 
one thing for sure, if you're sitting there squashing cockroaches, understand you will never get through them all. Yeah. There you are see, so, you see one, there's, there's, there's a lot really. behind it. Yeah. But don't the eggs get on your shoes if you squish a cockroach and then they spread even more? That's the yeah. worst of your worries. But still, I would yeah. say get out of the building, burn all the clothes and shoes burn. you have on. <laughs> Okay, I mean, I, I mean Popeyes, KFC. If, if I look at those two franchises, and they, you know, it depends on who's running them, but they generally don't look the most sanitary anyway. I mean, I've seen some right. disgusting McDonald's, but I'm looking at other restaurants, so I've never seen that kind of nastiness. Um, at least in my experience, like Five Guys, I didn't walk into a Five Guys and ever see anything. No, like at least the ones I've been into, or like a Chipotle. I'm, I'm trying to think Not of like really dirty. Uh, yeah. Right. That even has ten times the traffic of a of one of those places. Yeah, so I will I, say my my Five Guys is so super clean, and they literally I don't know if you ever go into your Five Guys late at night like they squeegee their floors like they literally hose it down and like squeegee the floors to the point where it's like you can eat off the floors. Not really, but they're like they're literally that clean. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't ever been into a, a dirty Five Guys. It seems like they, well, you, you're right. paying a lot for this food. It better, they better clean yeah. The, yeah. this place. But uh, Popeyes always seen a little trashy to me. I, I, you know, chicken is good. Now I don't know what they put in chicken now, but um, they always been a little dirty. Just, the, just the way their setup That's is the and the people are in here. See, you can't. Have, if you ever try to imagine. There's never like a really clean Popeyes I've ever been to. You've seen an average Popeyes at best. Yeah, just passable basically. Pretty much. Uh, I mean, like if I owned that, if I owned that Popeyes, and it's Detroit, so this happens a lot anyway. I would just kind of close and then have an have an alibi and get out of town and have some people burn it down for me. Yeah. It's, I, I, don't believe it. I don't even, I don't even think I'd want it clean. Whoever owned it, is, that's their it. fault. They clearly, I, they, I'm sure they know about they the glitches and they did nothing about it. I will commend I mean, the driver, though. She contacted the Department of Health like immediately after the order, and that's how they shut down. So, you know, I guess, you know, she had a really good conscience. I think in the article, and I was looking for it, and it's probably like, Stupid for me to look at it. Said she had video of it. Like I kind of wanted to see the video. I, I did too. I did too. <laughs> I mean, I'm uh, telling you, the video I saw last year from the KFC was so disgusting. They were on the ceiling. I mean, and they were everywhere. It didn't just look like a line of ants. They were everywhere, and it was just There's... gross. Like this one lady kicked this piece of cardboard that they had over this hole, and it was like a drainage hole in the kitchen by the fryers. And she's like, watch this on the video that I had seen. And she's like, she moved it aside with her All foot. Right. I'm getting like, itchy. I'm getting <laughs> itchy. I'm just <laughs> crazy. Uh, I'll tell you. <laughs> so if this ever happens to you, um, run and um, cancel the order. Yeah, never. I mean, she was, I, I mean, I did criticize her initially to even deliver it, but at least she called. That's probably the smartest thing to call the Department of Health. I guess I would have probably complained to all, everyone I knew, and then someone, hopefully, with someone that said, "Yeah, you should bring it up to the Department of Health," and then I would have called. But uh, props for her for doing that because people could have got sick. People probably have had been people sick. People probably yeah, did get that. sick. Yeah, because yeah. I doubt that was the first order that Popeyes delivered that day. Oh but no! How many? P- I mean, and just and is it just that day, or were the employees just like, "I just need this job, so I'm gonna work"? Like, I don't care. <laughs> Very funny, Grandpa. Can you, can I was about to look. 
if you were like the customer and like you got your order and you open the bag and all of a sudden like Kacho just like came out. I just mean were these people going into work every day? I'm like, suing DoorDash. Day after day, Popeyes. knowing they're there. Like, oh, just, yeah. Oh, Emotional distress. Oh. I want $5 million. I'm just going to flip out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, 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 it just disgusts me. And it, it saddens me that the two only two stories I've read on this book came from Detroit. <laughs> so, Sorry, bro. Now, you know, the, the sad thing is, you know, you got the Popeyes. You know, we don't have a football team in this. <laughs> yeah, KFC. <laughs> Are there churches chicken in Detroit? Yeah. Somebody have to go uh, visit so. them. It's been a while. I think so. Yeah, we don't have churches out here in Colorado, but I don't think. But I think in Detroit we do. Um, but uh, yeah, and so let's move into the holidays and something non-infestation. <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> I'm so the bright things. side. <laughs> <laughs> let's move this. Um, the Hannibal dropped a video on Rover. And his earnings, if he saw that, his earnings are, and I know he lives in New York City, so it's very expensive to live and all that, so that weighs in too, but his yeah. earnings are really good. I know that not just you, Hannibal, I know other people do so well with these gig apps, with the with the pet services over any holiday, over the summer. It seems like there's a lot of different, like we were talking about shipped is good from Thanksgiving to, you know, January first kind of thing but like it seems like all through the year there's different times like memorial day weekend that can make you a whole month's earning not a whole month but half of a month you can do pretty well um i would say a lot of the major holidays any holidays where you know there's gonna be a lot of travel uh people flying to see their families their friends they're going out of overseas or even going out of state there are a lot of people that are going to need someone to take care of their dog or their cat so any major holiday, and especially Christmas. So I'm pretty much already booked and busy for uh, Christmas and New Year's. Um, and it's something that a lot anyone can do if you have a love for animals. Some people don't like dogs, and as I say, if you don't like animals, don't do it. You're gonna hate it. Yeah. If you don't, if you find them gross or smelly, and they, and they are gross and smelly, don't bother. Like uh, it's not for everybody, but it's one of more highly lucrative side hustles. Like. You know, I've this is the most this is probably the most I've earned because I've been full time and there's been no lockdown. Um, at this point, with the other stuff I'm doing, I've made as much as I did in my W two, probably more now. Like so, this is a big deal, and I don't, and I still have the freedom to if I can't do something, if I have, you know, my family needs me for something, I can go and do it. So it has provided a lot of flexibility for me, and I understand that you know, you you know, a lot of people who watch this channel follow our channels. You, you guys stay you guys like going outside right you guys get in your car and you, you pick up orders so but a lot of what i do is i go to if i have to leave the house you know i go to someone's house uh if it's a cat there i just play with a cat a little bit feed him uh change litter i'm in there for half an hour and i get like 20 some dollars just playing with a cat you know walk, dog walk half an hour uh it's 22 dollars for me in the holidays it could be during a busy season 30 dollars for 20 minutes or 30 minutes so that's just my uh my hustle and i've been doing this since 2018 so it took a while to build a client base so i wouldn't i would not be dishonest to say yeah you just jump in and you make as much as i do i've built like what john was saying with the preferred shoppers i built a client base to a point where certain dogs i won't take because i could say no but back in the day when i was building it and still had w2 i was taking 
terrorist kind of dogs. Like they were, they were the worst. I've, there was dogs where Ro, Rover called me and said, can you take on this dog? Because another sitter quit. And I had to go get the dog. And it happened at least two or three times. And I would do that to build a client base. And to a point now where I don't want to say worry about holidays because I know the same people who travel. A lot, of these, a lot of people travel. Some of them don't have kids. So the dog or the cat is their kid. So I always know that there's going to be some holidays where I'm going to be okay in terms of uh, making income. So um, another article you you referred to me about the gig economy is about, you know, uh, special uh, education aid that became a dog walker using WAG. WAG is more like that on-demand dog walking app. It's very, it's very similar to Uber or DoorDash okay. where you need a walk and you don't necessarily want a walker every day. You don't want it every week. It's you know, like you, you set the program up and he's like, hey, I'm going out tonight and I need someone to come by and walk, you know, walk Fido while I go to the club and, you know, party it up. You know, you put, you set it up, someone comes, you should have all that, the door access, all that shit should, all that stuff should be already taken care of. They walk dog, turn on the app to make sure that, you know, you, you walk a dog and all that business is done. And then you move on. So um, that's cool. But Rover is a little better um, because you can set your own price. I think WAG def changed recently, but Rover was always, you get, you can change. If I don't want to charge $100 to walk a dog, I can. Doesn't mean anyone's going to take that offer, but I can do that. So um, I love it. Uh, it really helped me uh, be, have this freedom where when the apps aren't giving me the offers I want, you know, DoorDash or the Uber Eats and Grubhub, but I know that Rover is going to take care of me. So it gives me more um, flexibility and more, I'm not as anxious about going outside, even if I want to do a, you know a few hours of food delivery. I'm going to be okay because I have something going on. So um, the, I, more, I the more streams of income we have, the better, guys. I think we talk about that a lot. So Hannibal's got his base stream as his rover, right? Is that yes. kind of how to look at it, really? It, and then it, he's it trying to build his YouTube and his creator space and do other things and write. And he he, I think he like when you said anxious, I view it as you can actually focus on your writing because you're not anxious. Cause if you were so right. anxious, you wouldn't even be able to write. You'd be like, I, I just have to go work. Right. And I didn't want, even when things went crazy in 2020 and I'm thankful for finding Uber Eats cause I was the first delivery food delivery app I ever had. Um, they signed me on and I think I got on in three days and I, I think it was the middle of like probably July of August of 2020 when everything was still shut down. I got on, they said I can do it. I turned it on immediately and went outside. It was 12.30 in the morning. Pick it, you know, because it's in Brooklyn. Everything is still open. Picking up probably terrible orders. Didn't know what the hell I was doing. But I was doing something, you know. And that helped me uh, to, to a point where things opened up again. And my dog, the dog uh, boarding, dog walking business opened back up. So it's, yeah, it's definitely help and helpful. And if you can really hustle with Rover. Um, I know you put the story about the um, special aid, education aid. There was a story, I forgot, I forgot this woman's name, but she was able to earn, I don't know, maybe 80K in New York City, no rent, because she was basically doing house yeah. visits. So she was just, she was so good, and she had such a client base that every she every day, and I guess the day she didn't have it, she just had a hotel room, apparently. That was the money she was making. She would just stay at other people's houses, house-sitting, either a dog or a cat. And she was able to do that for at least a year, and was able to save this amount of money. So you can really um, those are the van hustle. life people probably that you don't yeah. like. No, I don't like them. <laughs> but they're RV living life in... is cool. RV life is cool, but living in your car in your van and making YouTube videos about it, I, no. And I want to make a video about that, but I don't think anyone would care. 
I just feel or like, they'd get, or they'd get mad. <laughs> probably. I mean, I think we all want a house. It's too expensive, so I understand why we do it. It just sucks that we can't all afford a home, because uh, how crazy, uh, you know, everything is. But, um, yeah. but yeah, you guys to try it out. I mean, even if it's take care of cat for half an hour, it's, you know, I, it's easy. It's not that difficult. I mean, depends on it if is. You, it is any medication, like you said, to get started. Though I remember, I I I got on Rover. And I just, there's so, I, maybe it's here. I mean, again, it's that market to market thing, but there were so yep. many people on Rover who will walk your dog that I was a nobody. I didn't have a client. I didn't have a review. So yep. nothing was going to happen it, with it, me. It, it can kind of go in terms of your hustle, right? Like dumpling is very similar in terms of that. Even like shipped having preferred shopper, some hustle and some creativity you can try to separate yourself from everyone else. So you'd have to look at, you have to look at your competition, how, how much they're charging for a walk, how much they're charging for this service. Should I go under, go over um, as I get some more clients? Should I boost my price up to separate myself? You don't want to be so cheap that, you know, you're not getting any money and you can get the worst clients, but you don't want to be so expensive. No one picks you up. So you do that. And it's a lot of hustle and time and putting yourself out there and, Rover provides cards and stuff like that, but it's possible, right? But yeah, it does. It's hard in the beginning. Yeah, it definitely is. And then I just want to make the, I just want to know this because I didn't know this. So WAG is more like Uber. So I, if I use WAG, I can't have you every time. I believe they, it's been a while since I, I checked that app out. I think now they do, or you are able to change your prices, but um, I think a little faster because it does, it, from what I remembered, it kind of reminds me of the regular apps that we use. There'll be dogs available, and you just you press it, and then you click in to see if you were able to grab it. And then I think in like a few minutes they'll let you know, and they'll you know the time oh, and so it's like round thing. robin then too. I so believe so. Some collective information and then yeah, okay. yeah. So the dogs I think is immediate, but like for boarding, which you can also do too, that may take a while to see who actually I guess earns it. I don't know how the algorithm works over there, but. Um, Dog people will pay as a lot of money for their animals. They'll they'll yeah. spend their last dollar on their <laughs> dog, um, not on their fellow human being, but for their dog they'll do whatever. <laughs> so it, it's very a lucrative lucrative business um, taking care of um, dogs. And is it? Gosh, I want to say I was going to say eighty billion, but I think it's. It's, something, I think, it's like hundred something billion dollars a year. I, I was going to say yeah. the the pet industry is like an eighty billion dollar a year industry. Uh, um, last time I checked for two, two it was, I think it was over a hundred billion dollars. I mean, that's right there tells you it's a good space to be in. You know? like, and, and I'll tell you, if you can get creative at all. I've, I've been to too. a lot of I've been to a lot of vets, veterinarians. Maybe I, I, sometimes I look at the bill and I'm thinking maybe I should have been a vet. <laughs> maybe I should have been a veterinarian because. Bills are extremely expensive, but I don't want to be around sick animals all day. It sounds depressing, but um, sure. yeah, just even taking care of your animal, your dog, your cat, extremely expensive. You look at the bill, like, wait a minute, all you want is a, a, a X-ray or a shot or some exa- uh, blood work. Why is it so much money? But um, yeah, like I said, a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, my friend up in uh, who used to live here in Denver moved up into the mountains, and he lives in a town that's. Uh, it's called Buena Vista. It's a, it's decent size. And he bought a portable grooming thing, like a, oh, like a trailer. Yeah. yeah. And he hooks it up to his, his uh, truck and he takes it everywhere and he makes bank. Yeah. Like grooming is another really good, uh, but grooming at design. your house, he pulls up and he's yeah. doing it right in front of your house in this unit. Nice. Oh, like it's fully decked out. Idea. Yeah. It's, 
There's I a mean, few good, like, like the, the mobile uh, groomings. Even a lot of mobile things are working. I've seen this summer, oh, last summer, I saw a lot of mobile, like, car cleaning. Like, some, you know, instead of yeah. taking your car to get clean, they'll someone come and detail it up for you. Got the the, the, the power mm-hmm. washers all in the back of the van. Windshields but, being, that, that's been for a few years. Windshields being done at your house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, yeah, yeah. I've had my uh, car detailed by a mobile detailer. Yeah. I had them come over, you know, and um, I think it was like a half day and doing my stuff in the house and they were getting it done in the outside. And it was, yeah, it's very convenient. No one wants yep. to leave the house anymore, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Everything needs to become as fast as possible, and then it is. That's why some of these companies are kind of yeah, basically, yeah. Um, so I had some Uber stories. We'll see if we get to this, and if not, I'll we'll just at least wrap on them at the end because I wanted to. One thing I wanted to talk about tonight that uh, um, we discussed on a video that will be released next week for Para. Um, was utilization rate um and i don't know if how many of you are familiar with that even that term a lot of gig workers are like what is a ur i don't even know what that is so do you guys know does everybody know well like so let's use doordash yeah. so doordash has your what is it your your doordash your dash hours and then your active time mm-hmm. utilization rate is you should, I mean, in a perfect world, you'd have a hundred percent and your utilization dash, your active time would be the same as your dash time. Ideally, a lot Ideally, of people, figure, a lot of people, a lot of people figure their earnings though, based on the active time. Yeah. And in our conversation we had, we dove into the fact that you can't do that. I mean, if you're sitting in your car, like declining stuff and waiting, you have to count all the hours that you're in your car. Yes. I think, I, 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 I honestly I, think I, that I agree. you have, if you're, if, if, if you leave, when you leave your driveway, you have to count till you come back to your driveway as the working hours when you divide it against your pay. I don't think that take, if you have an, if you work an eight hour day and you're active for four hours of it, I don't, I don't think that you can, I, I don't see how you can say, Today I made this per hour based on the four. You have to do it against right. the eight. Yeah, and definitely. And that's something that the ParaWorks thing that we're going to be doing um, is going to do. It's going to help fill that void. And we'll get into that a little more um, next Tuesday on Hannibal's channel on BM The Algorithm. So come check that out because we're going to tell you guys all about it. Um, there's a lot to learn and there's a, and we're trying to help bring that utilization rate and fill a void for you with what we're calling the personal dispatch system. Um, so this whole thing is going to be very interesting. Um, I have been dealing with nothing but fires all week with paraworks and <laughs> things going wrong, but things are also going right. And that's just what happens when we launch it. But um, so I real quickly wanted to talk about uh, the, drivers I, I wanted to go through the the just a couple things here about the um the driver's right movement so i think that you guys have heard david speak of this before there's four yeah. basic principles um i'm in charge of my work i i have a say in the system my time is valuable i own my data and there's sub things under each of those but that's what we're really pushing for here and basically um David and I have, have now started the manifesto, 
we've been talking about it for a long time that we'd start a Google, but it's actually started. We actually have a working document that's pretty loaded. And our bullet points are the right to transparency, right to make an informed decision, right to choose, right to opportunity, right to a healthy and safe work environment, right to data and data privacy, right to make a living. Um, we didn't want to use living wage, but a living because we living wage can refer to uh, right. minimum wage. And I, I don't want to go there. So it's, it's more like that you can live on it. Right to due process. That was the biggest one that I added in, I felt like, because the due process has now left. It used to be difficult. Now it's gone. If you get deactivated, you're done. There's no steps you can take. You Even like legal rides here in Chicago, they, they won't handle any of those cases anymore because they've found that it does nothing. The companies just say, they were deactivated, sorry. And there's nothing you can do about it. So the days of even being able to like threaten them with a lawyer or this or that, and they just put you back on are gone. You get deactivated, you are finished. Just know that. And even if you did, like I've said before, even if you didn't work that day kind of thing, and they say you did this, you got deactivated. I didn't even work that day. Doesn't matter. You're deactivated. You got fired on your day off. Yeah. You can, Damn, I mean, Greg. just all the more reason to multi-app. We say it all the time here. Um, and all of us say it independently too. multi-app or even be on the app, be on, on board to every app that you think you even have, you would even think about doing. Because right now, even if you're not, you're not in need of that. You don't know when that day could come where, you know, all of a sudden you wake up and your favorite app, you can't work. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, the, and the fact that there's no due process is just, it's, it's crazy to me. But so this is something that I, I really wanted to get through tonight was, so there's 10 independent contractor rights that David and I took from the standard independent contractor law. So I want to go through these and see how, how well we gig workers match up to these. Because when we did this, it's pretty scary how much I don't think we do match up to this. Um, so these changes that are starting, that are going to be coming in the new year might be coming because of some of this. So let's, let's take a look at these. So there's 10. There's the um, right to a contract. A business person without a legally binding contract with a client becomes exposed to abuse. A formal independent contractor agreement protects you by spelling out your duties within the parameters of a, po a project and how much and when you will get paid. It also designates you as the independent contractor rather than the employee. Maybe. I, I'm not eh. sure if. I'm not sure if we meet that one. I don't think we do. No, we don't. I don't think because we, do. we don't really read the contracts. <laughs> well, and it, is it a contract or is it an agreement to use the platform? Well, Terms and conditions. People, you can't even proceed, though, in most of these apps taking orders unless you hit agree. So it's almost like you're forced into automatically signing the contract because you can't work these platforms unless you agree to the contract. Yeah. 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 Well, there's but, but a... with Steve, with, with Steve was, I think one of the points you meant made by just like understanding everything in the agreement, um, yeah. they're not open, they're not honest and, and transparent with all of the agreement anyway, right? Like yeah. there's certain things that they're not saying. So I think that that point definitely it's murky, but definitely I, I agree we're not we're we're not getting that that uh 
that no they they know things that they purposely don't tell us even right so the agreement is what how would that agreement look if it wasn't just a checks box would it really it would have to look like hey we're gonna pay you something if you do this (laughs) like that's not an agreement i'd make (laughs) you know pay me what why don't you fill in that number you know like there's that's where the contract comes into place because you would have a say in that contract um the right to control so the essence of being in business for yourself puts you in control not your clients if a client tries to control your business by telling you where when and how to work you become an employee um i don't think we passed that isn't that kind of the whole Biden Labor Department thing about, you know, the employee versus independent contractor? It's about could you really um, do you really control how much of your work do you really control? Well, my my thing is like with I'm going to use rideshare until they did up upfront pricing 14 years after the start, like a month ago, you know, like they didn't never tell you where you were going, where you were picking up nothing. So that's that right of control is gone. You don't even know where you're going when you accept these orders. And, that, and that's outrageous. It reminds me of the Uber Connect thing. Hey, can you pick up that thing over there in two miles? <laughs> what? Just pick it up. What is it? What? I, we don't know. Just don't ask quite like it's that's yeah, a problem. They don't tell you where to drop it off either. We're picking it, where we're dropping off at. We'll tell you after you pick it up. Yeah. It's like you said, it sounds like drug deals, right? Like Drug deal one on one. You're you're not even important enough to let you know what's in this container. You're just like the the lower you're the low rung. You're just out to do errands. Go pick it up. Don't tell you don't need to know where it is. You don't know we need to need to go yet until you pick up this thing. So it's definitely on a way on the other side of the company. But understand some aspects of you there is need to be an agreement of where and, and how to do something if if I am doing a service, I don't know, like a plumber, like I'm an independent contractor, I'm a plumber. Yeah, I'm going to have to follow, okay, what time I have to be there at this person's house, um, how long the, the project should be. Like, they, it should be more of a give and take. There, but there's no give and take with Uber, obviously. But there should be some level of back and forth of what we both will agree with and then we kind of come together. I mean, I will say this. I, I think there's just some tweaking that needs to be done to this to stop a lot of things that are going on. Because, um, like when you mentioned plumber, okay, if a plumber goes and does a job, and then net 30 bills the client afterwards and they don't pay it that plumber has to take on the lawsuit the attorney fees everything with these apps we're being paid at least i mean you're being paid when you're done right i mean and if so if if a customer wants to level a lawsuit based on what a driver did like if it was a uh, i guess a traditional independent contract it goes straight to to that person but now it goes to the company. So the company is still the buffer. Is is does that make sense? The way know. that our conversation went, and again, it'll drop. It drops next Wednesday. Um, we did we did it in three parts, but we recorded them all. Um, so the first two are already out on the pair channel. But um, the way that we all came to the conclusion, there was four of us that deal with this a lot, um, was that. <laughs> You, you, yeah, we basically, there's no way around the fact, and I'm just trying to word this correctly, that we have clients. We don't have a client. We have one client, the platform you're working for. Mm. Because if you got audited, you can't, you don't have a list of any client. Where is your clients? Oh, it's just Uber. 
Yeah, I understand what you're saying. So an independent contractor who got audited would have to show all of their, here's my clients. I can't yeah. show my clients. I would have to say, ask Uber. Makes um, sense. That's kind Makes of a sense. problem. You know, I mean, that's. Uh, now, what about this? You don't necessarily, if you're an Uber driver, you have only Uber. But if you're a multi-apper, you can say Uber, DoorDash, or different. Right. You know, but that still, those become your clients, though. And the whole purpose of this was that they were tech companies or service uh, software as a service an SAAS yeah. type yeah. system. They says, have we're always, not, we're not remember, remember Uber started <laughs> off as, if you were a driver, you were an Uber partner for the first two couple years. Then it was get rid of that language because we get we, we could be sued bad because these are not our partners. So they stopped using that. And it's, um, the whole thing's concerning. Um, the right to making decisions. Uh, while employees expect to follow orders from their bosses, independent contractors become their own boss. Consider whoever hires them as your client and not your boss. So being mm. an independent contractor provides you with the freedom to dictate where, when, and how a project gets completed. So remember, your clients do not, do not direct your work if they do, you become an employee and not an independent contractor. Clients hire you to complete a project while you maintain the freedom to decide how to conduct the project. And with part of that is, um, as all independent contractors have, you have all tools available to use. So Gary Middleton apps, para these should all not even be contested right. because you should be allowed to use any tool you want at your disposal to get your job done. That's the minimal that they could do for that part three. That's what they need to do. But they're going to counter with you are using certain apps to circumvent our technology, whatever, whatever's, which is not a good, it's not fair to the company. I mean, I'm just throwing out. This right, right. But then you're going to counter with, right, but you're not showing me all the details. You're not transparent. Um, you're scumbags. <laughs> like... I, you know, just kind of going back to the contract, and I know this would never happen. I almost wish that it wasn't in legal terms and it would actually be in terms or they have like a short script version for regular drivers. So, every driver understands exactly what's in the contract and you don't have to be a lawyer to figure out what it exactly means. I, I wish that they did that with the tax code. You just make it, can you simplify this? Cause I don't, you know, but that's the point, right? Make it, make it hard to understand. So you just jump right into it. And when you, something goes wrong, they're like, well, you agree to it. You agree to terms of service and that's how they can get you. That's how they get you. So number four, number four is the right to work when you want. So flex, um, yes, we meet that one. So out of the first four, I think we've met one and a half. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, really number five, one, though. <laughs> number five, right to work uh, where you want. As your own boss, you choose where you work. Uh, you can work at home, at a coffee shop, at a beach, in a park, or maintain a private office. That's why you should avoid working at the client at the client's place of business like an employee. Understand that your clients 
employees won't perform your unique services. That's why they hired you. Mm. Yeah, it's a little... Yeah. yeah. Um, and then this is a big one. This is a big, big, big one. Because this applies to every one of us. And by independent contractor law in this country, we are afforded the right to number six, right to advertise. Um, you have the right to act and advertise for yourself. Market your private services by printing cards, brochures, and handouts. Advertise in freelance job boards or online platforms for freelancers. Advertising in classified ads as a freelancer also helps. Advertising while on the work site for another job. Spelled out. Make sure mm. when hired to work on a long-term contract, it specifies your choice uh, to work for other clients too. That way you do not appear um, as an employee for one employer. Um, we don't meet that at all. Um, because you'll be Rover, deactivated if you advertise. Rover, you, they allow you to advertise, but it has to stay in their platform. So if you go in the app and you're texting a client saying, yeah, man, these Rover fees are kind of high. How about you Venmo me instead? Rover will pick up that chat, that that Auburn will pick up that chat. They will send you an email just to let you know, like, what are you doing? Then if you continue, they will suspend you, like, because they want that cut. I mean, you are using their platform to take a client. So what you have to do <laughs> is talk to them, obviously in person. Then you figure it out. But, um, but yeah, you're right. For terms of food delivery, not at all. Like, or ride share. I mean, ride share yeah. is a big one because, like, in the years that I was really doing a ton of it i had a lot of pilots a lot of pilots live here in denver because we're a big um international hub so it's you know and and they when you'd meet them and i'd take one to the airport they would say you know often they'd say hey you know or i could i could have landed them as a personal client hey man i'll take you every time you want to go i'll pick you up give me your schedule but you it's, know, it's like it takes one person to complain. Yeah, and if that one but person, one person gone, to give but, you a hard time. But that right is a right afforded to me as an independent contractor. Yeah. Um, the right to receive payment. Employees typically get paid on a set schedule, like weekly or monthly. Normally, they get paid by a check, which includes deductions for employee contributions to Social Security and Medicare. Your independent contractor agreement specifies your right to receive payment and deadlines that um that's why it's important to use a contract that clearly states how um how much how and when you get compensated independent contractors normally send an invoice yes we probably could meet that again all of these get a little hazy but we probably could meet that um right to employ other contractors another big one um employees show up for work and follow the boss's direction a contractor sometimes contracts with others to perform some duties while a client hires you uh when a client hires you the option exists to hire other contractors to do some of the work like a general contractor paying subcontractors to do some of the work on a construction project mm -hmm. so technically i could have other people delivering food in my car i could have other people driving people on rideshare i could have and I know Uber Eats is a little weird because they kind of do allow that, but Uber does not, Uber Rideshare. Um, but that's not a right we have. 
Like Kim can't just decide she wants to take four days off and let a friend of hers run her, do her business. That's true. true. I mean, if she does, she'll be deactivated. So again, this is all weird stuff, guys, because these are like what the federal government's looking at. And so to me, Sounds very I guess similar to that. Yeah. what I'm getting at is like, it's no, I, as much as I hate it, it's no wonder they're attacking. We're not meeting yeah. these. I mean, yeah. we don't, and, we and just if don't. Enough, if enough people are complaining to representatives about this, a lot of personal interest stories are popping up in local news about these companies. It, it just looks bad. And you would hope that these gig ad companies can try to meet uh, us halfway before the hammer comes. That's when the hammer question. comes, it's, it's going to destroy everything. Do you think the gig acts will try to meet us halfway? We'll try to, I guess, give some of these uh, liberties that are more common for independent contractors. Not even liberties, the more rights that are more common for independent uh, contractors to us, quote unquote, independent contractors. Uh, I, I don't know. I think they, they, by the time they may want to do this, it may be too late. You know, you know, like at best, I think be. they'll try to pick and choose what works best for them. Of course, um, yeah, yeah. To make it look like they're trying to move things in the right direction, but um, all these but companies, they want control. But all these companies still need to make money at the end of the day, so they're gonna yeah. fight and do everything they can to take the most amount of money in their pocket, opposed to fighting for some of the like coming into the middle for some of these rights. Yeah, yeah. some of the, the hybrid model, or you know, but some see, of, yeah. by them not even working with this and trying to figure something out. I feel like, you know, that in every state they have a million lawsuits in every country, they have a million lawsuits in California. They got AB five prop 22 in Seattle and in Washington state and in Massachusetts um, in 24 days, uh, everything's going to change um, in potentially Pennsylvania and Minnesota and DC things are going to potentially change. I mean, this is, this is why they're coming after it hard because we, we don't have any of these rights and it seems like the gig companies could stop spending it all on lawyers and AB fives and prop 22s and all this junk and just meet the criteria somewhat, you know, yeah. I mean like upfront pricing just is getting released in every market before the end of the year. Do you think that that's because, Every state is fighting them now. Yeah, it is. Could they have done upfront pricing 14 years ago? Yes. They yeah. decided not to. And now they've had 14 years of algorithmic gain and learning how we act and, and learning what we'll take. And so now they have a real advantage there too. Um, it's, it's, it's just not right. Um, so number nine is the right to challenge your employee status. Your, your independent contractor agreement specifies your role as an independent contractor, yet, yet the IRS and Labor Department use their own factors to determine if you acted as an employer independent contractors. Both parties have the right to challenge this status in a court, um, period. So we don't have that right. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. The platforms say that arbitration is we can't arbitrate what why do you think that's like you said before, earlier you said that you know legal rights share that if you i remember you talking about this you say hey listen if you can just even threaten them with just with being bothered yeah. with a lawsuit they'll just okay let's just if it wasn't something egregious like you've been accused of doing something terrible but now 
they don't want to even bother. Is it because they don't even want to go back and forth with this to a point where maybe one of these cases get to a, a larger court and things may get drastically changed? You think that you think that's the reason why they don't they don't want to have any kind of arbitration or they're just scummy? Yeah, I, I mean, to be honest, I, I'm I don't know. I, I really I really don't know. I mean, I guess that they don't want a million lawsuits in every state. Right. You know, I mean, that's why they want basically the only way you're going to get at them is a class action lawsuit. And we all know how those go. They take forever. They don't pay you anything. Nobody gets anything out of it. It takes years. Um, so even if you win, it's not really a win. Um, most yeah. of the time, it's just it's it's just junk. But they've made it that way. They've made it so that you can't. And again, it's another way of saying you can't. If we deactivate you, you can't challenge it. You know, bye. Well, that's I think that, where in the world possible. does that fly? It's, it could be <laughs> a money thing. All these arbitrations, you have to hire someone to do all this. They're like, oh, we don't want to pay a bunch of people to do this. Like, it, it Right, is, but if you could have them. an arbitration case, you could say you, you, could, you could say that um, with those cases, your lawyer normally would say that, you know, if we win, that Uber, let's say, has to pay the attorney fees and the legal fees. So realize they'd lose a lot. There's a lot of judges who would love for this rule not to exist so that they could yeah. try these cases. And they'd be like, you win, you win. <laughs> and they just keep doing it. And then all of Uber's law, law fees, all of yours and all of the court and state's fees would be paid by Uber. Yeah. yeah. In every case. This is why they won't let us have it. Yeah, that's not, that makes sense, actually. Um, and then number 10, the right to manage your own business, independent Contractors run their own businesses. You manage all aspects of your business as a self-employed business person. You maintain the responsibility to provide your own benefits. Um, yeah, yeah I, guess, I guess we meet that, <laughs> but we only meet that if we meet the other things. So what's the, the count? Other, I don't know, like two? <laughs> two out of eight. <laughs> two out of ten. Throw that up to a three, maybe? Huh? Yeah, yeah, maybe I, a I mean, maybe. That would be generous of us if we said that three out of ten we meet because some were partials or whatever, but I think in, in the end, even a partial would just be a straight no. If you don't meet it, it's a no. You didn't meet that. It's, it's not a yes. There's not, right, there's not a lot of room for debate there um, because if you don't meet it, you don't meet it. Um, so anyway, uh, that's I wanted, to, I wanted to really hit on that tonight because uh, here we are and there's states changing and there's other states looking to still change. And I think that sheds some light on why. Now, I don't want to lose my independent contractorship, my traditional one, or even my gig platform one. I'm okay with the way it is right now. I think some changes need to be made, but I can definitely say this. If some changes aren't made, they're going to make some changes for us. Yeah. At least, at least get to six out of 10. I was going to say, right. can we, we need three probably at this I mean, point. Ideally, you want all, be, yeah, but you got you know, to the three. I got to tell you guys this. What it says in the preface to these 10 points that I just kind of bulleted out is all 10 have to be met. Oh, shucks. Uh, You're not an independent contractor if all 10 of these are not met. Sounds uh, like a we're, quest. we're in a little bit of trouble there. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, it just, I guess it, you know, it really shines light. It really does. It shines light on the fact that, hey, look, you know, like we're not meeting these. So let me ask this question. Is there out there in the, in the blue sky scenario, a new 
for lack of a better term, white knight gig company that could be created, that could meet all 10 of these uh, steps. Is that a possibility anywhere D- in your dumpling. mind? Yeah, dumpling. I have two, uh, I have two clients, dumpling. though, by the way, you guys. Yeah, That's how it starts. That's how it starts, yeah. yeah. But to do it traditionally, right, like, it's like a true independent contractor, it takes time to make money. Or at least yeah, a full-time income, at least a side income. You may maybe you get luck up, you may get a little lucky, or you just just find yourself in the right environment or the right market. But it's hard to do it like the dumpling way. Like you, you're on your own. You go find these clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not gonna say they you're on your own because dumpling does provide some resources to help you, but it's not as easy as you go. You have a dart, you dash your app, you turn on, and orders come to you. I mean, that's right. the structure, that's the infrastructure that DoorDash provides. And right. they they don't want to give you much else other than that. Well, it's I like feel, legitimately building a business. Yeah. I feel like when you were reading all of those, it's really geared towards someone running their own business and acting as though that like this is their business. When you think of independent us as gig, contractor. independent contractor, when you think about us, are we truly running our own business and i think i feel like sometimes that's where that disconnect actually might actually be right it's like because they have because they allow flex hours and no w2 mm-hmm. in the world does yeah. they feel like that was enough like we give you the flex yeah, we got yeah, you. you have to give us all 10 of these dude <laughs> yeah. i mean i understand that we're in a you know, i understand this is this was written for traditional independent contractors like the production work that i've always done however why can't there be another one, something like this written instead of all the cabillions they're spending in every state, both sides, the state and these gig companies. Um, Joe has an interesting question. Um, He says, you know, driver's rights. Are you trying to prove that we're not? Um, I guess. I'm trying, I'm trying to find out how we stay independent. We're, we're trying to DRM driver's rights movement is a driver rights so singular driver rights.org um go put your name in there There, you won't get spam just put your email in there and there's even a place that'll send something to your local um local elected official and it kind of self-populates so if you want to write it yourself that's fine but like you can you can go a little farther than just your email and it actually will send something to them that we've pre-written um but just put in your email so you're because we're over sixty thousand now. No group in the country that's had a strike or anything has any numbers like that. They're more like a couple thousand. You know, we've got sixty thousand since April. Yeah. So these aren't like two years old either. And are they still active? These are these are people that yeah. you know really want this. But um, but yeah, I mean the bottom line is is they need to rewrite it so that uh, they need to rewrite a gig economy independent contractor 10 th- steps or whatever. De- that yeah, maybe would, maybe yeah. it tweaks out a little bit, but it meets state requirements and they adjust it and they keep it separated from traditional ICs. Because traditional yeah. ICs, like Kim was saying, are more, even though like me, I am because I have to juggle my production work with gig work so i'm gonna mess with taxes if 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 one of them if gig work becomes employee i can't do it anymore so you know i'm it it leaves me in a jam because i am an independent contractor i'm gonna stay one 
And so, and I, and I, and if I became W2, I will say this strongly. I would never work for any of these companies. I assume. I, I mean, I, I in, in this, in, in, in the facility, <laughs> in the, in the roles that we do right now, I'm not saying like as an executive and even that I probably wouldn't do, but like, you know what I mean? Like as drivers, I would never be a W2 for Uber, Lyft or for DoorDash or it, none of them. It would be nice if through all of this and with the government reviewing this, you know, this document that they really did take into consideration like an organization like DriversRight.org and hear from actual gig workers that are living and breathing this every day opposed to some elected officials that might not know, they might think that they know, but they truly don't know what we go through, what we do, and really understand the disconnect between the two. Yeah. Yeah. Problem is a lot of a lot of the unions are going to be in the ear of the of the people who are making some of these regulations. So oh, the unions you know. are making their final stand. They have Joe Biden in the office, who is Mister. And again, not political here. I'm just being honest. It's you guys can go look it up yourself. Joe Biden, his whole career, his number one thing: unions, unionize the country. So you know what? This is their last stand. They are the unions have been declining for the past 25 years. Um, and just as much as big corp uh, steals and corruption and whatnot, unions are just as on top of taking money out of your pocket that you don't need to be given up to them, in my opinion. Um, they're just as corrupt. Just as often as you hear about a, um, a an exec getting caught for something, you hear about a union boss getting caught for something. And some may not even work. I mean, uh, ask the uh, rail workers. Um, they were in a union, and uh, Biden was like, "Yeah, it doesn't matter. Actually, if you strike, it's illegal." <laughs> you yeah. know I mean? So, yeah. uh, it may not protect you, but uh, you know, it, it's it's a very comp it's complicated. If 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 that makes sense, if it was that simple, we figured out a long time ago. It's gonna change. It's gonna mutate into something that we may not be able to recognize in a few years. It seems like it's going to be faster than I thought. I thought maybe we can kind of, you know, glide this through, but um, there's a lot of powerful uh, interests looking to change it in their benefit for many different reasons. So I don't know how it's going to look in the, in the next couple of years. I have no idea. You know, I, I agree, Hannibal. And this comment from JP is straight up right on. And I think a lot of people, and the government knows this, a lot of people just won't take the time to do this. That's why at the driverrights.org web, uh, uh, website, We've made it so that you can just be, you can, you can, just your email attaches you to the, and it's not shared. There's complete privacy there, but um, it's just attaches you to the form of another name on the list of the 60,000 plus. But if you want to have help writing your congressman or whatever, that feature is in there that it self populates something written and basically you just sign your name at the bottom. Well, it's already written for you. I think we got to take it a step further because I think right now, especially in the space we're in, we're seeing the government being proactive. We're seeing a lot of uh, unions being proactive. And I think something that gets lost, we talk about writing our congressmen, but if you know a little bit about American civics, I think there's another step, which is ballot initiatives. And I think we got to get to a point where we're proactive enough that we're crafting ballot initiatives uh, that is getting you know our rights as independent contractors or trying to draft a new model and trying to propose these things versus being reactive to whatever the current administration or whoever's currently in power is uh, putting upon us. And 
reacting to that. And so I think that has to be the next step. And I think when you look at something like driver's rights and you get a large enough group and a large enough knowledge base, you start to get the ability to uh, make large moves like that. Um, and learning from different states about what would pass and what would not pass. And, uh, and I think until we kind of go down, get to that point where we can craft initiatives to uh, kind of, I guess, attack this thing head on, um, it's going to be very much kind of a cat and mouse game versus a, you know, a battle. Yeah. The, the biggest problem I think right now, though, this minute is that 14 years have gone by with Uber. I know a lot of the other ones have appeared during that time span, but 14 years have gone by. And during that time, it wasn't like from day one, there wasn't problems. There was, there was controversy. They've been dealing with being underhanded, um, altering schematics, screwing around with governments of other countries, of this country, of states. And it's pissed a lot of people off. And I think that again with biden in office and we just passed the marker he's now in his second his second half of the term i think they're going to full force i think that's why states are still trying to go for next year because it won't be contested for at least two more years if not longer yeah so i mean it's it's like just do it now because every state when we did this i can't remember it's like there's like seven states out of the 50 that don't have ab5 wording in there so as easy as California extracted AB5, every our state, Colorado, has it. Same way California did. So if they wanted to, they could pull that out and say, okay, we're putting this into law. Because it's already in the Constitution of, of 43 states in one way or another, including a lot of right-to-work states, which is a contradiction completely. It really so, is. Arizona's a right-to-work I mean, state, and what the one with yeah. that meant, it, doesn't, it makes zero sense. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just, it's crazy. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, there's a lot of Uber stories that we were going to get to, but I think we're going to end it on that one, on this dark, dismal note tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but next week, I will tell you guys about Dumpling, because I'm having, I mean, it's slow, but I've ha- I'm having a little success. I haven't not got to the part where I'm going to start doing, exercising my independent contractor right number six to advertise. <laughs> Let's play some bets. How long Steve is going to make it while he passes advertisers for a different company while he Instacarts? I'm going to say... I'm going to send it to... If they say anything, I'm going to send them this. This. Yeah. I'm going to say these are the independent... I'm an independent contractor, right? Okay, well, here's the rules to it. Number six says I can do it. The person that you'll be talking to, are they going to be in this country to even understand the rights that you're going to be showing them? (laughs) Well, I mean, I, I might push it farther than the average person, though. Yeah. Even though I don't need to. At first, my idea was just go for it till I got deactivated. But because it's Instacart and because I just want to see how something like this even gets handled, I think I might push it a little farther. Yeah. I think I, I, I'm not saying I'm going to take them on and be in court for three years and go to the wall with them. I just want to see how they handle a, a legitimate claim against what what they're going to say can't do that and i'm gonna say i absolutely can if if i'm an independent contractor if i'm an employee of yours i can't but if i'm an ic i can and in your terms of service in every one of these apps it says you are an ic so if i'm an ic in this country i have these rights i think if we do it long enough it'll be worth more than instacart for sure i mean it's (laughs) it's it's just it's just ridiculous i mean it's sad guys that like I've been, I've, I hadn't even looked at it in this light before, 
and we all sat down and really dissected this and it was it was just sad we're not meeting the requirements yeah and i think we all want to be independent contractors we all want to stay that way so don't you know don't be don't worry about which app is paying a dollar more that day worry about if you're going to be able to work on apps in a month yeah you know i i literally get your name on the driver driverrights.org we I will say this, we have uh, legislation or we have uh, people involved in the driverrights.org group. Just so you know, it's not like just a bunch of drivers and stuff. And where is it going? We have uh, lawyers. We have uh, senators. We have um, we have people who are seated who are involved with this on our side. So we're actually this movement is actually known by many politicians and they're happy with it because it means they don't have to politicians don't have to don't like to have to push their own write their own and then push it to the to everybody of here's the driver rights movement but if somebody else writes it and has sixty thousand names it's easy for them to jump on board and so yeah. there's a lot of people involved in this who know how to battle the people who will battle against it so get your name on there i mean sixty thousand is a lot let's get it to a hundred that's awesome you know? You know, I mean, the, the more people that do it, the better. And uh, and I really just don't want to see in the new year what's going to happen. I mean, because look at guys, there's some bad things that are going to happen. Massachusetts, for one, is going to get really smacked. I mean, they're going with union from day one. We've never seen anything like that. I don't even know how that'll work. Boston, as you guys all know, is in Massachusetts. It's a huge market. I mean, that could literally shut down all of the gig apps. I, I, I don't know. We'll have to see. I don't know how many people are going to line up to. There's jobs out there right now. If they're going to go to W-2, there's better W-2. So if you have to take a W-2, there's a better W-2 than being a delivery driver. I yeah. choose to not take a W-2 because like I think all of us here on this panel and everybody here in this chat, we need the flexibility so much. Like I have a kid. Hannibal has a kid. Um, uh, Kim has a kid. A lot of you have kids. And, you know, I mean, and then we have all the other things of life that just aren't the same as they used to be. And that flexibility is necessary for me. And I'm juggling so many different things because I am thinking about my future. I don't want to be on Uber only and then find out, oh, it's turning to a W-2 job. Oh, great. Like I'm on a lot of apps, but I'm also doing, you know, I write blogs. I I have sponsorships that I work with. I work for a laser production company. I do. I, I try and have as many streams of income as I can, because if one gets pulled, I don't want that to be the end of my income. Right. You know, the more if you have twenty streams of income, and one gets pulled, you just find another one to replace it. But you still can be okay if you have one stream of income, and you're or you're only using one app. Let's say, you're in some trouble. Or you could yeah. be, and you could be deactivated too. You one, know, bad, if, one day of bad luck. Yeah, and I mean, for, for a something you didn't, or or a, or a bad checker credit check. You got. We've all joked about it, but uh, David and David's really enlightened me on how bad checker is. I mean, checker is just like us. It's just like a service. You're, you're paying X amount of dollars to background check somebody, and they're doing so many that they just don't care. I mean, it's just sloppy work. You know, yeah. and and the gig companies use it for a reason. It's because it's the cheapest. Got the it's, not it's not because they're the best. It's the cheapest.
And with the amount of people that they onboard these gig these gig apps, they want to be the cheapest. They want the the cheapest company out there. And I think we can all agree that when there's, I mean, I think there's, I know there's over twenty of companies like Checker in this country that are big, and they chose the cheapest one. But I just think there's a reason to that. Definitely. I think if they had to pay a hundred times that, they might slower onboard people. Yeah. You know, if if you're paying twenty, let's say twenty bucks, twenty five bucks a person to do a background check on Checker, but let's say that it was two hundred and fifty even, wouldn't you create waiting lists and really be careful about who you're onboarding? Yeah, because it would get very. I mean, they're already losing money. They can't afford to lose ten times on every person they onboard. So, um. But with that, that's a wrap, you guys. Um, thank you all for joining us. I probably should have stuck that into the middle and put Kim's story last. <laughs> so we could have all left you with the bug image in your head. Uh, Leave you guys uh, all scratching. Yeah, see, uh, let's let's get the cockroaches rolling again so we can get out of this mindset. And so when you guys go to bed tonight, don't forget about cockroaches. They're everywhere. <laughs> They're yeah. coming for you. Um, but thank you all for joining us. Uh, check out GaryZapps.com. Um, Gary Middleton, he's the best. We love him. Um, uh, always free to reach out to me at steve at rideshowrodeo.com. And uh, unless these guys have anything to say, I think uh, we are done here. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you. And, have a good uh, night. Take care. Bye, we'll everyone. see you next Thursday and or not, if not before. Oh, check and check all of our stuff out. Check out, uh, check out Hannibal and I next week, though, too, on Tuesday. Yeah. It's going to be. We all make videos. Yeah, we all we all do videos. If you got, I don't even know why you guys are here, but if you didn't know, yeah, just in case. Good night, guys.